And then all of a sudden, in a flash of a second, my car was straightened out again and everything was back to normal, exactly how it should have been. How did the broken set not only fix itself, but climb out of the fucking garbage and onto the table? Even recollecting the memory is wild because now that like even years later when I try and think of it, it's just the shit doesn't make sense. Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Aliens. I'm your host, Callie, and I'm back this week with a little bit of a mixture for you guys. So I'm going to be narrating stories like old times from Reddit's Glitch in the Matrix and High Strangeness and The Truth is Here. Think unsolvable, unexplainable stories, as always. If you don't know what Reddit is, no worries. Sit back, relax. This is still going to be an unsolved, unexplainable kind of conspiracy type of story that you might enjoy. And I'm building off of last week's episode. So the first time ever last week, I had people come on and tell their own stories. So glitch in the matrix type of stories, like possible UFO, like just unexplainable basically. And I hope to continue to do that in the future. So I'm very excited to have more stories for you guys to hear from people who experienced this stuff themselves because I get chills every time and you might have many theories. I have many theories after hearing these and I will go into more detail in a future episode about what my take is as far as me reading these stories and reacting and what I think after hearing these stories because I haven't really done that yet and I'm saving it. I don't know. You can use your imagination, but I love these stories and I hope you do too. So with that being said, and without further ado, let's get into it. Before I turned 16, I was very excited. I wanted to get a job. I wanted to get a car and I wanted to have all the freedoms associated with that. I was so excited, in fact, the day I turned 16, I went out and I got my first job and I got my learner's license. In the time between when I got my learner's license and when I was allowed to take my full driver's test, I worked as much as physically possible, saving up as much money as I could to buy my first car. And so I did. I actually had my first car, I think maybe a week before I got my full license. It wasn't anything special. It was a super old Elantra. Um, I considered it to be a beater, you know, it, w- it wasn't very beautiful, but it got me from A to B, and that's really all I needed back then. Um, the one problem I had with my Elantra, however, was that it, it burned through gas quite bad. That and my friends liked to go places. I wasn't the type of person to ask for gas money, because I figured if we were going to the same place, and I like being around them then it seems almost kind of silly to ask them for gas money. And so I never did. I just went on spending probably around over half of my paycheck on gas. That's how often I was driving different places back then, which never really affected me because the car, you know, didn't really have anything I needed to fix for the longest time. 
Uh, but eventually it did. Um, my brakes started to wear down a little bit and, and I was aware of it. You know, I knew that I needed more stopping time than usual. But the problem was I only had probably about 60 bucks in the bank account. Uh, so I had to wait until my next paycheck and to try to get some more hours, hopefully, to be able to afford it. And so I did. I completely ignored how dangerous it is to drive around on brakes that aren't perfect. And I continued to do so right up until one day. I was driving around the only city in my entire province. I was headed toward a giant intersection just before a ramp onto the highway. Um, I was approaching the intersection, the light was red, which, you know, wasn't a problem. I I knew how long it took me to stop because I was used to my brakes. Uh, Walking across the crosswalk on the intersection was a young woman. I think she had short blonde hair and a tiny little dog that almost looked like her a little bit. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I was I was trying to put on the brakes and they did not respond like usual. My car did not stop nearly as fast as I expected and as it, as it had done many times before that. So I went into panic mode because I kind of realized that I was going to hit this woman if I didn't manage to stop my car because my car was probably going about twice as fast still as I had expected it to after hitting the brakes. She, on the other hand, was frozen in fear, lined up directly with the hood of my car. All of a sudden, I had this light bulb moment in my head. I remembered about my e-brake and how I had used it quite a few times to slow down my car on ice and stuff. So I figured, why wouldn't it work right now? So I did. I I pulled on the e-brake and I was, you know, obviously had my foot on the brake, like tapping that, like my life depended on it. And finally, about a foot in front of this woman, I managed to come to a stop. Of course, I was I was really freaked out. The realization of the decision that I had made and the situation I had almost caused for myself was too much to bear and I had to pull over and I cried for a few minutes until I until I got over it. Um I mean, I don't know if getting over it's really the right word. I mean, I I still think about it sometimes. Um it wasn't it wasn't smart at all of me to do. Um in fact, now I I have a new fear. Every time I'm driving around that city, and there's a situation in which a pedestrian could be there and maybe is in a blind spot. Like, say, standing behind an SUV that I can't see. I get really, really nervous. Um, I get filled with this uh, feeling of anxiety that's really similar to what I felt that day that I almost hit that woman. And it wasn't until recently that I realized that I also get this flashing image that pops up when I, when I feel this fear. So basically imagine this, right? You're, you're driving down the road and there's a crosswalk in front of you, but parked on the side of the road is a massive SUV. So you can't really see whether or not there's a pedestrian that's ready to walk across that crosswalk. In that situation, I would react with a lot of anxiety. I would automatically slow down and then I get this flashing image. It's only lasts for maybe a few milliseconds, not really long enough to register fully what the image is. But the more I think about it, the more I look back on it, it almost looks similar to that exact same day where I was approaching the intersection and I almost hit that woman and her dog. And then the other image I get, it's not necessarily a visual image, it's more of like a sensation of something hitting my car with a lot of force. So looking back on it, it almost feels as if 
since I learned a lesson from that, I almost get like a flash image of what would have happened had I not have managed to stop my car. And it is definitely more than enough to make sure that I drive well below the speed limit in any situation where a pedestrian could be now. So this story takes up so much of my memory that I honestly don't remember any of the context before this situation. Basically, it was nighttime. I do not remember what I was up to for the day before that. All I remember is that I was headed home toward my apartment that was in the city and I was driving on the highway. It was nighttime and it was raining a little bit, so the visibility wasn't wasn't perfect. Uh, I actually suffer from a little bit of night blindness, so you know it, it's a little bit hard to see when the conditions are like that. But I could see well enough that I was driving, you know, rather fast. I had my fiance behind me in his own car. He was in the same lane as me, directly behind me. Of course, we were we were young at the time and we were a little bit reckless, so we were we were speeding a little bit, and he was directly behind me. I was approaching this bend that had two concrete rail guards on either side and a bridge right above it. Um, As I was approaching this corner, I felt this almost like an overwhelming sense of fear as if something bad was about to happen and I I couldn't ignore it. So I, I slammed on my brakes and I slowed down right before I hit this massive puddle that was right in front of me. Um, all was well. I continued to drive. But a few seconds later, I get a call from my fiancé. He calls me, freaking out, telling me that in his mind, what he had seen was that I had not slowed down. I hit that puddle, and I hydroplaned, and my car started heading towards the concrete rail guard. And then all of a sudden, in a flash of a second, my car was straightened out again, and everything was back to normal. Exactly how it should have been. It was super weird. When we got home, we discussed what had happened, and I told him that I felt like something bad was about to happen. I slammed my brakes and everything was okay. He, on the other hand, was fully convinced that he had seen me die. He was very scared, he had a lot of grief, he had a lot of fear. After we got home and spoke about it, we were quick to write this story off as maybe a coincidence or something. I mean, I was in college and working two jobs. He was working all the time as well. We were clearly both stressed. I was also living in a super old building at the time, so there very well could have been any amount of mold or anything like that causing me to perceive the situation differently. So eventually we just chalked it down to stress, maybe a few other factors, maybe just seeing things because of the visibility at nighttime, and we quickly forgot about it. A story like that isn't something you want to hold on to anyway, because... Something without an explanation or an answer doesn't really do much except just freak you out if you keep it in your head. So probably about a year and a half passed and one day I was doing dishes and watching a documentary on um, wave theory, I think it was. It has something to do with the way protons react when you shoot them through two slits and then you either observe them versus not observe them. Followed by that explanation was a story that reminded me of my own story. And so all at once, I remembered everything that had happened, and I thought it was really, really weird. And so I posted my story to Reddit in hopes that, you know, maybe someone could explain what had happened to me. You know, maybe just tell me that it was probably just mold making me hallucinate or something like that. But oddly enough, 
that wasn't the answer I received. I received a lot of comments of people having very, very similar stories and people who believed in a concept called quantum immortality. The thought of quantum quantum immortality honestly freaks me out, to say the least. And it wouldn't exactly explain what happened from my fiancé's perspective because he wouldn't have died in that situation. I don't know. It's still something weird to consider. Something else that's strange is what stuck with me is another fear as well, similar to the fear that I have of potentially hitting a pedestrian. When I'm driving and it starts raining at nighttime, I get extremely anxious. And if I hit a puddle, like if I even hydroplane in the slightest, I get that same wave of anxiety and feeling like something bad is going to happen. And until recently, I didn't realize there was also another flashing image associated with this new fear as well. So when I'm when I'm driving and I hydroplane a little bit, this flashing image in my mind, again, it's 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 so quick, it's it's hard to to grasp what it actually looks like but all I can really remember is just darkness some flashing lights uncontrollable movement and then some sort of impact now of course this this image takes place over a course of like a few milliseconds right so it's more of like a like a feeling than anything else like a like part of a memory that sticks with me but I just think it's super weird that the flashing image that I get when it when I experience this fear is directly correlated to what my fiancé had seen when he claims to have seen me die. The first time this happened was about five years ago. I don't know how it is elsewhere, but in my country, we get social security cards that we use when we go to the doctor, to the hospital, or to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription. And in the morning on this day, I had to go pick up a prescription from the pharmacy, so I gave it to the pharmacist and she put it on the card reader as usual. I picked up my medication and left. I'd been having a lot of spam calls from weird long numbers that usually turn out to be phone companies and I was getting them multiple times a day so I didn't think anything of it when I had a missed call from one of these long numbers. Then it kept ringing multiple times and I just kept ignoring it because I thought it was just one of those phone companies. By about the third call, I decided to just answer it and tell them where to go. But then it turned out to be someone from my general practitioner surgery telling me that I had left my social security card at the pharmacy and the pharmacist saw all my details in which general prac I was registered to and then called them for them to inform me. I didn't think anything of it. I thanked him for letting me know and went back to the pharmacy to pick up my card. I don't remember how soon after it was maybe even the same day, but no more than a week afterwards. I unzipped my coat pocket and my health card was in there. I thought, huh, that's funny, but whatever. I should just put it back in my purse for safekeeping and so it's in its place. Then I shit you not, I opened my purse 
and my social security card was already in there. I have two of them. Exactly the same details on them, but I have absolutely no idea why I have two or where the second one came from. In fact, I don't even think it's legal to have two of them. I sort of forgot about this apart from the odd joke with my friends and my mom about it. Until the other day, almost the same thing happened again. About a week ago, it happened. I'm in the process of moving houses and was clearing out a wardrobe that's mostly full of old university notes, books, and a few notepads. And in this cupboard, I found a debit card from my bank with my name and details on it. I thought it was maybe my old expired one because I got a new one not too long ago. Maybe I just didn't dispose of it, but it wasn't. This one expires in 2029. I thought how odd it was and why would I have put my bank card in the cupboard? Although I don't really use my physical card because I usually just end up using Apple Wallet on my phone or watch. Anyway, I went to put it in my purse and my actual bank card was in there already again. I really can't figure it all out. It's from my bank and has my name and number on it. They both expire in 2029, but different months, and have a different security code on the back. I put the one from the wardrobe on my desk to not confuse them. Later that day, my mom came over, saw it there, and told me not to forget my card when I move. I told her what had happened, and she was just as baffled as me. I really don't know how to explain this, and I feel like I'm going insane. So, something really strange happened uh, about a month ago. Uh, One of many, many strange things I've experienced in my childhood home. Uh, So, for my birthday about a month ago, my mom had wrapped up a bunch of my childhood things uh, that she's found in storage over the past few months. And I'm a very sentimental person, so this is an amazing gift. And the most exciting thing she found was one of my troll dolls. It's an Easter troll doll uh, that my grandparents gave me when I was little. He has a little white jumpsuit with colored eggs on it and a little bunny ears headband. And um, this is especially special to me because my grandparents have both passed away and It was just really fun to see it again. It had been years since I'd seen it. Um, So I unwrapped it, saw it, and the ears were missing. The little bunny ear headband wasn't there. So my mom was like, wait, the ears aren't in there? I had them. She says, "I I think I know where they are. So the next day, I went up to their house to visit, and I had put the troll in my purse so that I wouldn't forget to get the bunny ear headband. When I took the troll, when I took the troll out of my purse, my mom said to my dad, "Where are the ears? They were on the back of the chair. They weren't there anymore." So she went to look for them, and while she did that, I went into my childhood bedroom to look for something else. And right in the middle of my tiny Care Bears desk was the bunny ear headband. It was right there in plain sight. 
So I grabbed it and went back out to the living room where my parents were. When I got there, my mom goes, here you go, and hands me the bunny ears. An identical pair of bunny ears. And I went, um, mom? And I held up the bunny ears I had. And we were both like, what in the fuck is that? Like, what is going on right now? I held them up to each other. They are identical. They are the same size, the same color, made from the same material. They're exactly the same in every way, except the one that my mom had was broken. The band, the elastic band holding the bunny ears on was um, broken. And I just, the placement of the one that I found in my room is the craziest part about this because it was right in the middle of that desk. There is nothing else on that desk. And my mom and dad do not go in my bedroom in there. They leave everything as I leave it. And they have no reason to go in there. Um, (laughs) That headband was definitely not on that desk the last time I had come up. Because I have OCD. Everything has its place. If I saw something that was out of place, I would have put it in a proper place. It just, it wasn't there. It wasn't there, period. And my mom had no idea how it got there. I, when I first saw the headband, I thought, oh, she put it there so that it would be in plain sight, you know. But I did think it was kind of weird that she was in my room. Because she doesn't go in there. Yeah, she didn't put that there. We had a conversation about it. She did not put that there. She had her own little bunny ears. And she had cleaned them and the troll's jumpsuit. Like, washed them. And then hung them on the back of a chair to dry. So that's where the ears were. She forgot to put them on the troll before she gave it to me. So, it gets weirder. Um, the day after this happened... Uh, I had texted my mom and said, hey, don't throw your garbage out because I had thrown the broken bunny ears in her garbage. But, you know, as time went on and I was sitting at home thinking about it, I was like, that is just too weird to ignore. I I need to get that, that one back so that I have both of them, you know, as like proof that this happened, that I'm not fucking crazy. So I texted her and I said, hey you know, don't take the garbage out, because I decided I want to keep the broken one. And she responded, she just said, what? With three question marks. And I said, I want the bunny ear headband that I threw away, so I'm going to have to dig through your garbage the next time I come up there. And she said, it's on the table. I was like, what? I threw it away. And she said, so you didn't take one? I said, no, I did take one, the one that wasn't broken. It's on the troll doll. I'm looking at it right now. And she replied, the one on the table isn't broken. So, like I said, I've experienced a lot of really weird things in my life, um, particularly things that happened in that house. But this is easily, easily one of the weirdest things ever. I just, I'm trying to think of an explanation and I can't. How were there two of them? How did one of them end up in the middle of my desk, in plain sight that anyone could see when they walked in that room? How did I go from having one broken set of bunny ears and one intact set of bunny ears to two intact sets of bunny ears? 
how did the broken set not only fix itself, but climb out of the fucking garbage and onto the table? I just, I can't. I cannot, I'm like, I'm a very rational, realistic, science-minded person, and this is just one thing that I can't explain, and it's on a list of many things I can't explain. And it just, it blows my fucking mind. And I posted this on Reddit, and some people are just absolutely certain that I had two Easter Troll dolls, that I must have, and I just forgot about it. No, I did not have two Easter Troll, I know for a fact I didn't. I only had one, it came from my grandparents, and it was very special, and I was really upset when it disappeared. That's another thing. I don't know how it got lost. Um, OCD for life. Okay. When I was a kid, I was very particular about my things and where they were. And I never stopped loving troll dolls. That's one of the things that I still love to this day at 37 years old. I don't know how he went missing, but that's an entirely (laughs) different thing. So yeah, that's what happened. My wife and I just lost under five hours of time and can't explain it in any rational way. Looking for ideas, explanations, matching experiences, or just tell me I'm crazy. I had just left work and was bringing home a new fondue pot. I purchased loads of meat to cook and show my wife how it works, and we started cooking around 9 p.m., having a blast watching TV and fonduing stuff in the kitchen. Around 10 p.m., I noticed a slight bit of smoke from the meats that she cooks, burned to well done. Not wanting my fire alarms to go off and possibly wake the neighbors, I turned on the kitchen air vent, moved in a floor fan and opened the door to the garage interior, and even opened the sliding glass door, leaving the screen closed. From there, I suddenly wake up at 3 a.m., laying in bed. So naturally, I freak out and turn to my wife, and, and she is also awake. We both looked at each other and had a little panic attack. As when I looked at the clock, it had been 10 p.m., not seconds before when we were standing in the kitchen. Additionally, I was still wearing full work clothes, still toed boots and all, lying in bed. And she was still fully dressed from work as well. Normally, I'd take a shower and change as she would literally try and wrestle me if I tried to touch the bed before cleaning up from work. We got out of bed, which was neatly made under us. We never make the bed. We went to go check on our pets as we feed them before bed and noticed everything was like it was five hours previously. The fondue was still cooking. Pieces of meat and chicken were still out raw on the counter. The vent was on and the floor fan still there. And even freakier was the sliding glass door and the door into the garage were still wide open. It honestly freaked me and her completely out. A couple of things that I have rolled out so far. One, drugs, alcohol. We don't smoke or anything and she barely drinks wine. Two, carbon monoxide or smoke. We had several fire alarms and CO2 detectors which are all in working order. A couple of days later, I was talking to my father and mentioned that something really weird had happened to us. 
I started with explaining that we woke up suddenly and didn't know how we got in bed. He then said, let me guess, you lost four to five hours and don't know how? I answered, yes. Before I could go any further, he mentioned how he had had the same thing happen to him and two of his friends. He was headed home with two of his friends or roommates. He remembered his friend asking him what time it was as the car clock was broken. He said he looked at his watch and started to say, it's about 9.30, but in between 9 and 30, he was suddenly at their house on the couch. As he finished saying 30, he realized his watch now said 2.58. Then one roommate screamed, what the fuck? As he ran down the stairs and the other was in the kitchen, just standing and staring at the fridge. They all freaked out and noticed that the front door was open. They went to close it when they realized the car was just sitting outside and still running with the headlights on. The doors were locked and the keys were in it, and it was in neutral. The only key to the house was on the car key ring too. It rightfully freaked them all out as it was 3 a.m. as well. He ruled out alcohol and drugs for himself and his friends as they didn't drink too often and definitely didn't that night. He said he's just happy they got home somehow as they were about five miles from the house when they had lost time. Let me know if there are any other explanations or similar experiences that you guys have had. Hello, my name is Novocaine. I posted a story on Reddit about three months ago about a glitch in the matrix um, or just an extraterrestrial event, um, paranormal, or maybe it was just a figment of my imagination. Maybe there's a logical explanation. I don't know. But I posted it on Glitch in the Matrix because that seemed like the right sub, especially for how I was feeling. So the story is about seeing what I thought was the moon. Um, but maybe it was the sun, or maybe it was something else. I don't know anymore. So... Anyways, um, I'm sitting outside, um, I was just leveling the garden and, um, I had just finished doing that, so I sat down, I was relaxing, um, and just drinking some water and decided that I wanted to go down to my fort to see how my plants and stuff were doing down there and just to, like, decompress and sit with the birdies and just chill in nature for a little bit because I really enjoy doing that, um. So on my way walking down there to my fort, I'm, I looked up into the sky just checking out like what's going on and I see this like really, really, really bright disc and of course, you know, there's only two bright discs that are really ever in the sky, which is the sun or the moon. <laughs> so for me, moon, because you can't look at the sun, you know, so I'm just admiring this moon. It's kind of liquidy, glowy, yellow, pearly, but not like yellow, like whitish yellow. Um, like, yeah, like, it looked like kind of like a liquidy pearl. Um, it was really pretty, though, and it was enough that I, that I stood and stared at it for a little bit, you know? I just thought it was really pretty, so I didn't think anything of it. Um, you know, I, well, apparently in in the back of my brain I did, because I texted my mom, too, and I was like, wow, did you see that moon? Because it was, like, so bright, and I had never seen it so bright, but I was just thinking, okay, it's, like, a supermoon or 
big boy moon or I don't know, but it was in your face. Like this moon was like, hi, I am, I am the dominant thing in the sky right now. You're going to notice me. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I get down to my fort or whatever and I come back up and, um, go back inside and I sit down like go downstairs I'm sitting down and I kind of just I didn't really think about it until I was sitting down for a few minutes and I was like that really was kind of bright though so like I should check my app and just see like what the illumination was at because I wanted to know if it was illuminated at like 99% or maybe it was like 90% I don't know but for me I was like definitely full moon so I get on the app and it's like nope we're at a crescent moon right now and I'm thinking no, we're not. <laughs> it's like, no, the fuck we're not. So I do a double check on Google too. And it also says crescent moon. And at this point, my mind's already going like, ah, uh, no, this is not happening right now. So I get up and go back outside and look up in the sky to see if, if the moon I say in quotations <laughs> is still there. And no, no, it's not. It's just completely gone. So I kind of just decided that I wanted to shove it to the back of my brain, you know. Um, it was really weird. So some of the comments on Reddit were saying that it could have just been the sun with high altitude smoke. And there's all of these wildfires that are going on in um, Canada. And we did have some high altitude smoke down here for a while. It's just I didn't know that at the time. So it could have been that. But here's the thing to back up the other stuff that I was like this isn't the first experience that I have had with either objects in the sky things showing up when they shouldn't be like I have other stories that 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 are like even with people that are skeptical um and I'm going to share those at some point too but this was the one that I wanted to share with people on Reddit because I was honestly stumped. Like, I even checked and wanted to see where the sun was in the sky. And the sun would have been, I guess, pretty much, like, near. But it wouldn't have been, like... It was, like, evening. So I just... It's like, it almost kind of felt like something was trying to disguise itself as a sun and did a really bad job at it. <laughs> like, it did so bad that it ended up looking like a really bright moon. So, I just, I don't know. Like, I get kind of nervous sometimes sharing these kind of stories because you just never know, you know? But, like, I've also heard other stories from other people, too. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to leave it up to you. Leave it up to you guys, whoever else is listening to um, and, you know, this world has a lot of things going on in it. <laughs> and I am not the only person that has seen a moon-like object in the sky that ended up not being the moon or something. So whatever the moon's got going on up there, maybe it needs to chill out a little bit. <laughs> but for now, we'll blame it on the aliens. So this is a story from probably, God, it has to be like four or five years ago. Um, I was with my ex at the time and let's see, it's 2023, 2019 is when COVID happened. So it was right around 2018 actually. So about, yeah, five years ago. Um, 
we were on our way to McDonald's. It was like 12 o'clock at night. We hop in the car and we're going down the street. We're just going to go get some McDonald's. Like this was when McDonald's was open 24 hours. <laughs> you know, this is when you could go get a little meal at two o'clock in the morning and it was nothing. <laughs> this was pre-COVID era. And yeah, so we're going down the road to go get our midnight snack. And this, it was foggy, late night fog. And this was thick. Like we were driving through, like it was, there was like a patch of, it was like clear. And then there was this just patch of fog. It was really, excuse my French, but it was really fucking weird. Like this is one that I almost have to swear, swear for because even recollecting the memory is wild because now that like even years later when I try and think of it it's just the shit doesn't make sense so yeah we're driving down the road and there's this thick ass fog and we see this really really bright light and there's like no other cars on the road it's like 2 a.m we're going to get McDonald's at 2 a.m this is just what we do this is how we live at the time (laughs) and there was like yeah that really thick, thick fog and this really really just bright light so me and him we pull off to the side and we get out of the car and it was like we were kind of trying to look for whatever was making the light all i know is that i felt weird and he felt really weird too mind you he was a skeptic before all of this so we don't see and there's nothing making a noise but we can feel like there was very clearly something there like it felt like we were being monitored which which remind like it the story that your um on your last podcast that that when he showed shared that story about the fog and how it felt like his him and his friends were being monitored um that's exactly what happened to us is thick fog and then feeling like a really bright light and then that feeling of we're being watched like we are also being perceived and um so he gets out or whatever and I get out and we don't see anything and I decided I was going to hop back in the car but he stayed out there and he gets in the car and he says that he did see like a craft okay and here's the thing though like again I have to reiterate this he is and was like he was a skeptic you know um so we we get back in the car and that's that. We just, like, you know, when, when something like that happens, it just is easier to, I think, maybe go about living and not try to think about it too much. But um, we get down to McDonald's or whatever and get back. And I don't know if it was late. You know, it was five years ago, so I don't remember if it was that night or whatever. But I'm pretty sure it was that night where I had him take a piece of, like, paper and pen and it just, like, had him draw what he saw because I didn't see it. I'm a believer in this stuff. He wasn't. He was the one that saw the whatever it was. And he's like, I don't know how to say this, but it basically looked like a dick. <laughs> so that's, that's what he said. Like, I'm pretty much quoting him. He's like, it looked like a dick. So, yeah, he um, he he draws the, like, what it looked like. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what in the world? Because, like, I remember seeing, like, even documentaries when I was little or before things were really, really censored, you know, about stuff that kind of looks more 
like cigar shaped or something and um I just when I think back to that time though that one was that was scary because when you hear similar stories like that it's almost hard to just be like nope nothing out of the ordinary when there was very clearly something that was out of the ordinary there um and again with a skeptic and this is just another story that I've had um, throughout my life because this, for for myself, having these events with um, otherworldly events or whatever you want to call it, this is something that's been going on in my life since I was very, very young. Um, this is just, again, another story out of multiple that I have um, to the point where I've almost gotten used to out of the ordinary things happening, um, just, it, it's almost like, really, again, with this, it, like a nuisance, sort of. So, yeah, this was the story of 2am McDonald's, ended up being 2am fog, weird dick-shaped object in the sky, and trying to forget about it, and never being able to. So, we didn't lose any time or anything, um, it was mostly just when we got, like, there's that, there was that feeling of, like, we're being watched. Like, you know, like, how, just, you know that feeling. You know what that feeling is where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm being watched, like, stalked. Like, you kind of feel like prey a little bit. And that's scary feeling like prey. So, another one where we're just gonna have to blame it on the aliens. Okay, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. This happened in December, and I still haven't figured this one out. I'm driving back home one night, late, admittedly, but not super late, midnight or so. I have a very nice 2008 Dodge Charger that's honestly my dream car. It's not uncommon for me to blast down a dirt road at 80 miles per hour, allegedly, for any cops out there. But that night, I was taking it easy, 40 miles per hour tops. Why? Because I live in bumfuck nowhere, famous for poor cell service and deer, and stupid deer at that. Even though the moon had everything lit up so bright I could damn near see color, I was still being careful. I knew this road well as I tore it up just about every day and was familiar with all the deer zones. Eyes up, blasting some tunes, I passed the first deer zone, no problem. Scanned left to right, nothing, nothing. Whoa! I didn't even have time to react as a big fucking deer flashed across the front of my car. It must have been going full speed already as it exited the clump of trees to my left, or I would have seen it. It was so close and going so fast that I never even saw its legs, just its body. I could have been going 10 miles an hour and I still would have hit the damn thing. I literally had no time to react. I drilled it dead center. My seatbelt locked as I lurched forward from the impact, hurting my shoulder. And the deer's head whipped sideways and bounced off the hood of my charger, and then disappeared as he went down. I felt my tires bounce over him and even felt the drag under my car. 
as the newest recipient of Darwin Award got dragged a little before one last lurch and it was smooth gravel again. Chargers aren't that high off the ground. Honestly, so vivid. Straight amazing. For those of you in the comments who are confused, the amazing part is how vivid this experience was and still is in my memory. Not about hitting the damn deer. Why would I be amazed about hitting a fucking deer and killing him? Now, chill, please. I was surprised my airbags didn't even go off, though. My stomach twisted as I pulled to the shoulder, envisioning all the damage done to my car. I've seen deer get hit by cars before, and cars that got hit by deer before. Dad was stopped to let a herd go past once, and two dumbass deer bounced off his front corner and crossing to the tune of about ten grand in repairs. I got out of my car, retrieved my gun, yes, I'm a country kid, and while I didn't want the deer to suffer, it would also be cathartic for me to unload a few rounds into the moron that just wrecked my dream car, and I circled to the front of my vehicle to check the damage. There was nothing. Straight up. No fur, no blood, no cracked bumper or shattered grill. Even the dent on the hood was gone. Record scratch. What the fuck? I crouched down to look under the car. No signs of dragging, either. Standing up, I started walking back along the road with my flashlight and gun to look for the deer. Also nothing. No drag marks, no blood, not even any tracks. The road was perfectly smooth. This was honestly scarier than the zombie possum. Long story. It was about that moment that I noticed my shoulder wasn't hurting anymore either. I got back in the car, reflecting on the possibility of a bad exhaust connection or something leaking CO into the cabin. A subsequent emergency car appointment the next day disproved that theory. I don't do drugs. I wasn't drunk or sleepy. I don't have a history of mental illness. So I still got nothing. I mean, except freaked out. Still a little freaked out, to be honest, but hey, still got my dream car, so whatever glitch in the Matrix or universe jump or reset point I hit, I'm grateful for that. Edit. Okay, fine. Here's my zombie possum story. I didn't know so many people wanted to hear this. That was another fun story. 10 p.m. at night, I drilled a possum at 80 miles per hour on a different road. Just creamed him. Hit the brakes turned around and drove back to make sure he was dead. He was very dead. Flat out on the road with his head busted open in a wicked case of road rash. There was about a 10 foot long trail of fur and blood behind him. I drove past and turned back around to keep going the way I was originally going. And as I came up on Mr. Possum again, the damn thing sits up slowly, looks right at my car, and I swear to God, fucking grins at me. You know the trope of a zombie creature with half their internals hanging out and just slowly moving at you? Yes. Seriously, I'm pretty sure I saw brains and he's still looking at my car and laughing at it. Too creepy. I didn't even bother getting out of the car to dispatch him. Hell, I was too scared to run him over. I screamed, nope, not tonight. Swerved into the oncoming lane and floored it. About three miles later, I realized I was still driving in the wrong lane. Thank God for deserted country roads, am I right?
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Blame It on the Aliens. I hope this inspired you guys to send your own personal stories because I feel like this is what I want for the future of the show. Of course, I'm always that my whole show is narrating stories but the reason I started this podcast is just because it was a hobby and I was generally just interested in these types of stories and I'm obsessed with reddit so it's it's really fun to narrate and it's also really really fun to hear personal stories from people firsthand so I hope to have many more episodes like this in the future if you feel compelled to send me one of yours you can always send a voice message or a voice file to blame it on the aliens one at gmail.com or you can scroll down and click the link in the description to send a voice message that way if you prefer me to narrate it you can always send a text version to the same email you can reach out to me on instagram or tiktok at blame it on the aliens pod or podcast and you can also support the show by rating it five stars sharing it with a friend and leaving a little comment when you rate me that's how people discover the show and that's how my show grows so I would very much appreciate it and I will be back in the future with more creepy episodes as always if you can't explain it blame it on the aliens baby